Hey beautiful people and welcome to this episode of Concealed Scars. Today's topic is infertility. PCOS is a hormonal disorder that causes enlarged ovaries with small cysts on the outer edges. Some of the symptoms include irregular periods, excess male hormones or androgens, and polycystic ovaries. Polycystic ovaries, sorry. One out of eight couples experience infertility. 9% men and 10% women suffer. Today, the story I have is of Mrs. Kivaya Holmes, which is the creator of Evolve and a life coach. Welcome, Kivaya. Thank you. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. Thank you. I'm so happy you're here and you took this time to share your story because, you know, you're not the only one, sis. It's plenty of women out here and men going through the same thing as you. And y'all going to get through this. And we blessing all types of wounds and everything. Amen. Receive that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just let you start. And I'm going to just ask you this first question, which is when did you notice that you were having trouble conceiving? When did y'all notice? So I believe after two years of trying to conceive, um, we had a doctor's appointment and we went to my doctor and my doctor, of course, you know, years before she was asking about family planning or like our fertility plan. Like, are you are you all wanting to have children and, you know, things like that? And we were like, yeah, we think that, you know, we're ready um, to have children. And she said, so have you all been have, are you off of birth control? And I said, yeah, I've been off of birth control for a while. At this at this point, I think I was off for more than five years off mm-hmm. of birth control. Um, so I said, yeah, I'm off of birth control. She asked, were you all, were we having unprotected sex? Of course, you know, we, you know, we told her. She asked about, uh, were we tracking, um, like, how fertile you are or days that mm-hmm. you're ovulating? And I said, yeah. So I use, you know, of course, most women, we use this app. And (laughs) it comes in handy. Yes, it comes in handy. It it tells you what days you're fertile, what days you're not. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the app is is perfect. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm using this app. And so um, after about two years, she said, yeah, um, guys, I I know that this might be a tough thing, but we need to do some testing. Um, and so, of course, she had me do testing. And, of course, um, he was Bay at the time, but it's my husband now. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love to see it level up. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> so, um, he's, you know, they have to do testing as well. Because, you know, sometimes, like you said in the intro, it's it can be the men. It can be the man as well. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be the woman um, who yeah. suffers with infertility. It can be on either part. And so, of course, you know we had both get tested and through yeah. one of the his testing came back you know great and then I went to do a specific um test which was it's called a HSG I'm not sure if you've heard of it or if other people have heard of it before but mm-hmm. I can't think of the the medical term but yeah. for sure okay. it's called right <laughs> it's called HSG and they go in and they check your fallopian tubes and they go in and they you know, they just want to check to see if the tubes are open and to see if um, the eggs are deposited in the right way. Yeah. And so they went. And of course, that's when we discovered at that time that my tubes were completely blocked. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, further solidified, you know, this is why you have been having issues with conceiving and this contribute all of the other factors like the PCOS and yeah. um, contributes to infertility. What were some of the symptoms you were experiencing besides the PCOS? So, um, I mean, I had PCOS, but also I, um, so with PCOS, as we talked about it in the introduction, of course, that comes with excess hair. That was, I think that was the most annoying symptom to me Mm -hmm. because you have hair growing out of your chin. You have hair growing so many places and it's like excessive hair. But, Mm -hmm. um, of course, the irregular periods and, um, like the cramping, really heavy periods. And so I... Mm -hmm don't know if I mentioned before, but I also have endometriosis, okay. which, which further explain the having really, really heavy menstrual, uh, heavy, heavy menstrual, um, periods or menstrual cycle. And then mm-hmm. not only just the heavy menstrual cycle, but just the pain that came along with it. Like sometimes my cramps were so bad, I could, did not even want to get up. Um, and it was kind of like I popped ibuprofen like it was skittles like all the time like okay i need yeah. 800 milligrams the yes and it's you know the heating pad and all of those things so mm-hmm. um that was one of the the other symptom and like most women depression that was also yeah. uh that was also something that i struggle with you know just you know when we look at women you think about hey you're going to have a kid. That's what, you know, that's what we look at women and say, this is your job to have a kid, to, you know, multiply the family, to make, keep the legacy going, to do all of these things. And it's a lot of pressure. And so one of my symptoms that comes along with a lot of people that struggle with infertility was depression. Um, And I had some really, really dark days um, from, I think about 2017 or 2015, all the way up until, 2020 mm-hmm. so um I think also I didn't mention the weight gain weight yeah. and weight weight gain weight loss oh with, yeah. with roller coaster weight yes with PCOS it's one of those things I guess because you there's a hormone imbalance you really struggle sometimes you know losing weight and it doesn't matter what you do. Some, you can be eating right. You can be exercising. Sometimes the weight just will not come off. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, oh, my God, like, come on now. I'm exercising regularly. I'm, you know, watching what I eat. I'm not eating my cookies and cakes and stuff that I really <laughs> want to eat, you know, saying no <laughs> yeah. to those things. But it was really, it was a struggle. Um, the weight, I believe at one point, I, I would just say this. I think I was 250-some pounds. Mm-hmm. When I first, and I was like, this is why I can't get down, you know, like it was, it was really bad, but I'm glad to say that, you know, this is a part of my journey. It's a part of my story as we talked about. Um, and I, I'm sure that there's someone else who have been through the same thing that I've been through, um, or going through it now. And, you know, just the lack of, I believe sometimes the lack of support and just the lack of understanding sometimes gets us stuck in a place in a different place where we're, we feel like we can't get out. Yeah. Cause I've seen a post somewhere. It was like a a illustration and a lot of people probably seen it on Instagram and it's like this, this lady 
mm-hmm. she's got these thousand of questions coming at her like when are you gonna start having kids you, you like you get into a certain age you know you all those questions are why you don't have kids and people don't understand like constantly asking a woman in general why she doesn't have kids you're not you don't know why it's not a matter of she might not want to but she probably can't but right. nobody's gonna come out right and tell you that you kind of just brush it off yeah and you're and you are literally and and it's so funny that you said that because that is a question that you know when you it's something about when you get married or you've been with someone for a long time that people start mm-hmm. asking those questions when are y'all gonna have kids or when and you know sometimes you really just want to tell people please mind your business that you know <laughs> you just want to tell them please mind your business but you want to say it in the nicest way not only mm-hmm. do you want to say it in the nicest way you really it sometimes it is very hurtful because I'm sure um someone else has felt like I have felt like inadequate or like hey is something wrong with me or you know Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna love me because I can't do this or can't do that especially when you're in a relationship yeah you know and the person maybe don't have kids and they want kids like that was my deepest fear that hey I'm in a relationship with this man who you know say you know we're said we're gonna we want to get married and have a future but what if I can't do this? What are they going to leave? Like, it's so many questions that you have, yeah. And it, it's it's a lot. It, it really is. It's a lot, and it it will have you down in the dumps if if people aren't assertive, and aren't aware, and aren't mindful of the questions and the impact that the questions they have can have on a person. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask you this. Sure. When you were diagnosed, what and he knew the diagnosis what were y'all initial thoughts like how did y'all take that so to be honest for me I I was I was devastated for mm-hmm. I mean that's that's like an understatement of how I felt like I felt this I felt so little um if you can see maybe the size of a nerd that's how big I felt Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that because I felt, again, as a woman, I wanted to, that's like, I think for some women, their biggest desire is to have kids or to yeah. be a mom or things that you dream about. Like, oh, I'm going to be a mom and I'm, I want to do this. I want to do that. And for someone to tell you that you have these issues, it kind of, t- it kind of strips you of your dream that you had in your mind for your life or that you had in your mind period Mm -hmm. um and I was devastated I was sad I was depressed for a year one whole Mm -hmm. year and probably longer than that I was so upset I was so sad I was just just so depressed but my husband was very supportive and was like yeah we're going to get through this I you know he was up he was disappointed as well because you know we're we're spiritual people you know Mm -hmm. we believe in we believe in god um and everybody has their own god but you know we believe in god and and believing in god you know we started to question like why me you know and sometimes and another thing that i will say shares you know sometimes you're you experience certain traumas in your life Mm -hmm. um and certain things that you have experience or past experiences that you know sometimes you feel guilty like okay maybe this is the result of whatever I had going on back then you know 
Um, And I I felt all of those things. But again, my husband was very supportive. He, you know, he asked the why questions, but he also was like, you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to do whatever we have to do. I know that we will be parents, um, even if it comes down to surrogacy, even if Mm -hmm. it comes down to fertility treatments or Mm -hmm. if it comes down to adoption, we'll we'll do this and we'll do it together. Um, And for him, it was one of those things where he was just like, oh, really, really supportive. For me, it took me a long time to get out of that. And I was angry and I was bitter for when I first found out, I couldn't go to baby showers. People would invite mm-hmm. me to baby showers. I'm like, I'm not going to no baby shower. I don't even want to yeah. go. <laughs> I was bitter. I yeah. was mad. No, I get it. And no. it was, it was, it was real. It was really real. And then, um, I'm a, I'm also a social worker and I work in child protective services. Mm-hmm. So my daily job is to, work of, of course, work with kids, assess um, and just to ensure the safety and well-being of children. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kid you not, when we found out, I, I kid you not, I could have got so many, ref- I got so many referrals for babies that were born like substance exposed to like some type of substance and were maybe struggling to, you know, to yeah. live. And yeah. I felt like, and then I had some parents who would drop their kids off and didn't want them anymore and just was like, I washed my hands. And mm-hmm. so can you imagine a person that, hey, is able and willing and wanting to be a mom or mm-hmm. be a parent having sh- issues? And then I see this when I go to work. Yeah. So that was really, really hard. That was another thing that added to just me being depression and another thing that was really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, it took a while, like I say, to get out of that. But of course, with support and with me just, you know, knowing and trusting in my higher power, I, I finally came out of that, that bitterness, that anger, that depression, that sadness, um, slowly but surely. It's still a journey. I still have my tough days. I mean, my yeah. rough days now, but I'm nowhere where I was when I first found out. That's good. I'm glad you're out of that. And you're working your way to being better about it. I asked you that question because you said he went from babe to husband. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, (laughs) he's he's stuck. Oh, he's right or not. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Yes, definitely. And that was a fear. I said, okay, he's going to leave now. (laughs) And he's like, I ain't going nowhere. And it's so funny because I say that. I was like, I thought you was going to leave. He was like, why would I do that? You know, but you know, those are the thoughts you that you have. You got people so. out here that will do that. Yeah. And those are the thoughts that you have. Those are your most raw thoughts that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we don't express, but that was a really raw, that was a raw thought of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll already ask you some Matthew Kim. How are you feeling now about insecurity as a whole not with just your own personal story but Mm. just spreading the word and getting it out there like it's okay and how y'all can get through everything and whatnot so now I actually feel um I started I actually had started a movement called Evolve Infertility Mm -hmm. um and so Evolve Infertility is just a movement to pretty much bring awareness to infertility Mm -hmm. um believe it or not a lot there's a misconception that it's usually the woman yeah um it's it's a really big misconception 
that is usually the woman that can't have kids, but there's so many other factors that can contribute to infertility. Yeah. Or like the definition in itself of infertility is if you have been trying for six months, I mean, for 12 months and you're of a reproductive age, um, childbearing age, and mm-hmm. you cannot conceive, that's considered infertility. But yeah. it's a, it's a subject that a lot of people just don't talk about. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't talk about it. We don't have conversations with about men. it. Yeah, they don't talk about it. And I think it's because we don't have a support network or, um, you know, people just, it's it's very, it's a sensitive topic, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I believe that if people would talk about it more or people would, you know, have a, if there was a supportive community, then we would be able to have, um, you know, people would be more aware of mm-hmm. how, how common it is. And yeah. some people are actually ashamed you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that now I looking at it, just not on my own story, like you said, but looking at it from other people's perspective, even, um, I have recently wrote a blog and there's so many people who sent me a text message or email saying, Hey, you know, thank you so much for sharing your story that helped me to be able to share and express what I'm actually going through myself. Mm-hmm. And it just gave an avenue for people to be able to open up and to really just realize that they're not alone. Because honestly, I felt alone. I felt like no one really understood because people say such cliche things. Well, everything happens for a reason reason. or, you know, uh, you never know. And, you know, those are things that as when you're going through it, you don't want to hear that. You know, you, those are things that you don't want to hear. You don't want people to say, well, you can always adopt like, those are things that point (laughs) exactly and those are things that people say and another that which is why now I feel like I have the I went through my through my storm but I also now feel like it's now my time to speak about my my journey and to be able to help someone else who may been in the same situation that Mm -hmm. I was in or may have been feeling how I felt because I don't believe I, and to be honest with you, I had a conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago and they were like, you know, I'm so sorry, but I was so oblivious to what infertility was. I didn't even know it was yeah. a thing. And I'm like, yeah, oh, wow. it's a, yeah, someone actually said that. And I'm like, yeah, it is a thing, you know, and, and it's not no fault to them, but yeah. it just, and they were, it's, they were people actually, don't people don't know. They were actually so enlightened that, you know, Hey, like I didn't know that there was an infertility awareness week, which is coming up next week. Um, April 18th through the 24th. Like people did not know that people didn't know that there was an actual ribbon. Like, you know, we see breast cancer awareness and autism and all these other AIDS. Yes. But we didn't, they didn't didn't know that there was even a ribbon. They didn't know that there was even walks for like PCOS or walks for infertility or walks for endometriosis aware like people it's a had walk and a ribbon for everything. everything yeah people had no idea and um you know so that's so now I feel you know I, I feel good about um you know my experience because I believe my experience help was helpful to be able to be impactful for someone else so now I can say like hey this is my journey this is my story I have my own mm-hmm 
you know, difficult times and difficult days, but it's not about me. It's bigger than me because I'm pretty sure that there's someone else who is going through what I'm going through and they might be in a worse off situation, but they might not have had that support that I have. So now I feel like that's my opportunity to create a support network, to create a place where people feel safe to be Mm -hmm. able to express their deepest, darkest secrets when it comes to this specific um, issue, which is infertility. I love it. I love all this information because I didn't know. I mean, I knew about infertility, but I didn't really know all the stuff that I read off earlier until I read your blog. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I knew like, of course, yeah, I know it's not just women, but I think that's just me having just knowing like, okay, duh. Yeah. Take two. So clearly. (laughs) But that's me thinking. Not everybody think that way. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that it was I'm you know I'm I'm definitely glad for this opportunity. Um so I thank you again, but I'm definitely glad that when you read it, you you know you, it felt informative. You know, sometimes when we're mm-hmm. writing things or we're putting our story out there, we just want to know like, okay, is this going to be helpful? Um and I think in the in the beginning of my blog, I did pose the question and was like, is my story going to help someone? But mm-hmm. it just was it's 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 amazing to hear that you know, sometimes the information that we put out there is actually helping and it's actually bringing awareness just by one person reading it. So can you imagine if more than one person read it? Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad you did that and you took the time to even, because I know that took a lot to put out mm-hmm. in general. Just like with me and my, like my own personal story. Yeah. Organ donation, like that took a lot for yeah. me to even do what I'm doing right now, talking on a to podcast. Talk about it. Yeah. In general, is a lot. <laughs> if people don't think that because they know me personally, like, no, this is a lot. Yeah. But I'm so happy that you're here and you and your husband, y'all gonna have all types of kids. Uh-uh, not all it. types of kids. Just, just give us two. And, give you two. And, Give That's you two listen. I'm giving I'm sending blessings everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to send blessings. <laughs> um, one last question well, two more questions. Okay. Can you tell me a little about Evolve so people know where to follow like your social media handles and all sure. that good stuff? So it's Evolve, but it's spelled with three E's. So um, Evolve and then on Instagram, it's um, Evolve underscore LLC. And so Evolve is a brand, of course. Um, I am the the owner of Evolve. And so Evolve was pretty much created um, kind of more so like a women empowerment um, type of business. Um, of course, I do coaching um, and things like that, but um, the, there's three E's in Evolve for a purpose. And so the three E's at the end of Evolve stand for education, empowerment, and encouragement. Um, and so Evolve stands for growth. Yeah. We are, All of us want to grow. And so the idea is that in order for a person to grow and to, and to grow into a better version of themselves, they have to 
one, be educated on something different. You're not going to grow if you're not, you know, educated on something different. Um, You need to have somebody to encourage you, someone that's going to lift you up and say, hey, you got it. Come on, you got it. You keep going. And someone to empower you, to give you the tools and the skills that you need to be able to obtain and to be able to maintain those new skill set that you have. And once you're able to have all of those things, you're able to grow um, either way, even if it's growing spiritually, financially, um, interpersonally, or even emotionally. And so the idea of Evolve is a group, um, not necessarily a group, but it's a a business um, that I do a lot of group things and pretty much is to help women evolve or grow into better versions of themselves, pretty much through sisterhood, which is because it's for women, um, through workshops. Uh, I do some, sometimes I do like financial um, classes or, you know, coaching, like helping people reach their financial goals. Or I do a lot of fitness meetups, which is just a group of women who are interested in working out. And we do think, you know, we come together and we work out together, uplift one another. I do like vision board parties. Um, And so that's where the workshops come from. And then, of course, coaching. Some people will come to me and ask me for advice on certain things, um, how to attain their goals and how to obtain their goals. So Mm -hmm. that's what Evolve is. If you look on Facebook, you can also find... Um, me on Facebook, it's the same Evolve um, LLC. Um, if you want to check out my um, my website, it is www.evolvellc.com. And on my um, website, you will also see a place for blogs where I, you know, I just write different blogs about just different things, myself yeah. or uh, my story or just um, whatever I feel am led to write about that specific yeah. week or that specific month so all right now i love to see it yes. <laughs> okay last question what comes to mind when you hear the term concealed scars so i just have to say that i really 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 love this name and so as i um oh, thank when you. i <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> When we chatted before, I was like, you know what? This is such a creative name. And so when I think about conceal um, scars, I think about just the fact that everyone has a scar, mm-hmm. whether it's a new scar, an old scar, or just everyone has a scar. This The scar can be physical. The scar can be mental. The scar can be um, interpersonally. It can be whatever. And I believe that scar sometimes is concealed behind a journey or concealed behind maybe an experience or sometimes shame or guilt or whatever. But I think of it as everyone has a scar and everyone conceals their scar in a different way. And so their scar makes them unique. Their story makes them unique. And so when I think about you and what you're doing with your podcast, I just think like, you know, I love the idea that concealed scars, that every person has a scar, every person has something unique about them that they could bring to the table, something different, whether it's an experience, whether it's information, whether it's awareness, but um, you know, just everyone has something different and that specific scar, like I said, makes them unique. Yes, I'll, I love that, I really do. <laughs> I love asking that question because it trip people up sometimes. Because <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's just deep. <laughs> it's a it, little deep. You think about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it really is. And I think it's for people who are deep thinkers, we'll sit there and ponder on things. I'm like, you know what? This can mean this, you know? Mm-hmm. It <laughs> and, means a plethora of things, but it means yeah. one thing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I well, you, to... well, you did good. You did good coming up with that name. Listen, that took me a couple of weeks <laughs> to come up with that. It, as complex as it is and as true <laughs> as it is, it is okay if it took you a whole year. <laughs> but that name stands out and it actually captures everything that you are doing um, with your, you know, with your brand and with your business, even your podcast, you know. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I really do. You're welcome. I want to thank you, Miss Kivaya Holmes, for coming onto my podcast and blessing us with this information that people do not talk about on a topic that is very considered very taboo, which it is not. It yes. needs to be talked about. People need to talk about all types of things. That's why we in the stages that we in because we don't talk about Amen to that. This is why we're here. But I appreciate you for coming and taking time out today because I know you'd be busy. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm not too busy for, you know, things that are going to be impactful as we talked. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Concealed Scott.
He said how, I said bye, he said why, I said stop He said what, I wanna know your name and take you to the spot I said nah, he said why, I said cause I got a guy He said you do, said not really, but I'd rather tell a lie Than to be kicking it with you, thought it'd be easy, now did you? You are dismissed out of Zibu, he asked me what is my issue I said I'm bad and I know it, he said I'm bad and I show it I said that's all that I'm saying now, that's all the attention I'm paying now I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committed, yeah. I secure the bag, chasing a check in your city, yeah. Now they mad at me, cause I got what they need, but I'll let you in on a secret. Jump on it, jump on the way, jump on it.